Welcome back to the Ultimate Playlist Podcast full of choice tracks. I'm Dietrich. I'm Brandon. I'm Damon. And I'm Taj. Never gets old, does he? <laughs> no. <laughs> All right. So for those of you who have not listened to the show, thank you for popping in for the first time. For those of you who have listened to the show, you pretty much know the rundown. We've got two sides. Side A is where we're going to pick a topic. And we match songs up with that topic for wherever we like for our choice to be. And then flip it over to side B, we all have an album that we had to review in order to give our critiques and see if we actually like it or not. So in this episode, our topic is Guilty Pleasures. And the reason why it's called Guilty Pleasure is because it's a song that in your normal society, you may get shunned at for liking or something that um, somebody would look at you kind of sideways because they wouldn't expect you to actually like that song. But for whatever reason, you love that song and you don't care who you're belting it out to. But then there's other people that you don't want to know that you actually like that song. So my case in point, for example, um, not only am I a DJ, but I've also been known to run with a rough crowd or two in my heyday, um, especially in the biker scene. And also, you know, my nefarious dealings when I was a youngster, a teenager, now that I'm actually grown, they can't put and pin nothing on me. So I'm okay. But uh, with that being said, there was one particular song that I just absolutely loved to the point where uh, I had speakers on my bike. And when I was riding by myself, not with the crew, but when I was riding by myself, I would bang the hell out that song. And the song in general um, is a straight poppy song. And I, for whatever reason, I couldn't get that out of my head. I even put it in on a couple of mixes just to see what people will say. But they were so drunk at the time, they started singing the song, too. So I didn't feel guilty about it. But if I go around my biker gang or around anybody else, excuse me, my biker club, if I go around my biker club, I'm not going to play this at all because I'm not trying to have anybody dog me for the next 15 years. So the song that I chose was um, Miley Cyrus. I can't even see it. I can't even get this out. Uh, party in the USA. That's that's my all-time jam from her. That's my favorite Miley Cyrus song. No matter what else she comes out with, no matter how many times she changes her style up, if she wants to be a rapper, if she wants to be Joan Jett, whatever she's trying to do, this particular song right here was a banger. It's something that I can't get past because. I've been in those situations where I've been in weird cities, don't know what's going on or don't feel a vibe. And now all of a sudden the song comes on and I'm like, yeah, yeah, that's that's my jam. It's making me feel at home. So that's why it pertains to me. What do y'all think about that particular song? Guys? Why me? Okay. Uh, <laughs> you were the one laughing. <laughs> I know. It, I, no, I like the song. It's it's a really good song. Um, it, it's interesting because... Um, I had listened to a podcast, I want to say like a year ago, but where they did a, a revamp of the song. But anyways, and they like broke it down lyrics by lyrics. But yeah, it's it's a cool song. I can see how it's a jammer. It's mostly about L.A. Um, but yeah, I understand that the, you know, it's interesting when you bring up that that subject about like being in a town but not fitting in and then trying to find a, a spot like uh, you know, I had that experience once, like going to Atlanta. So I was there for like a, a weekend. Then it was like, left the hotel. It's like, I'm going to find something to do. It's a weekend, you know, like, uh, and so, but yeah, it, it, I can, I can relate. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. You wound so. up in Magic City and all your thing at the strip club. No, I wound up at a bar that had a live karaoke band. Like, it was a full band that would play for you while you sang karaoke. It's like, it was cool. But yeah. <laughs> All things you can do in Atlanta. I know. 
I know. Yeah. I, I, I was I'll only there a weekend. <laughs> so, I literally just put my head down, like, okay. <laughs> that makes sense. All right. I, I did some other stuff, you know. <laughs> I don't believe and, you. I know. <laughs> you don't believe that I had a party in the USA in Atlanta? Is that what you're trying to tell me? <laughs> Did you ever see well, the yeah, movie yeah. Very Bad Things? Yeah, that's, that's what I predict happened to you. <laughs> Not to you, but the situation. Gotcha. Okay. Probably woke up naked, clothes stolen, car stolen, no. left with underwear on your back. That's it. <laughs> yeah, right. All right. Anybody else besides Taj? <laughs> So I, what I'll say is I am indifferent about Miley Cyrus. I don't dislike her. I don't love her, but I do enjoy some of the songs that she has. Um, I, I really, I think she actually has a pretty great voice, especially when you strip it down. Um, this song is all right. It is definitely, you know, bubblegum pop music for sure. Um, one thing I did for this episode, I actually watched every music video. Uh, so I did the music videos in addition to the songs, uh, like listening to those on Spotify, but I thought I'd, you know, throw in the music video on top of that. And, uh, yeah, the music video was underwhelming. Um, <laughs> it wasn't, it wasn't that special. Uh, but yeah, I mean, the, the song's all right. You know, it's okay. I feel like there's better songs by her, but I can definitely see like this is a fun song for sure. And for, uh, for you using it, you know, as a DJ and, trying to get like the the club pumped up or something i i totally get it but dude you need to go into the 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 biker clubs and play this song and i think you would be surprised how many people might actually like that song because you shouldn't be ashamed for what you like (laughs) i would get my ass ripped up for the next three years (laughs) if i tried to play this song with around them, especially on my bike, out loud through the speakers. <laughs> like, like you're rolling up to a stop, and you got a you know about eighteen bikers, and all of them trying to look all bad and hard, and got a little skull helmet on and all that. So put my hands up, playing. My- <laughs> That's a commercial in the making, bro. I right. I I can't do it. I think secretly, secretly these bikers like a Miley Cyrus song or two. <laughs> Hell yeah. They probably do. I just, if they, if I find out about them, then I'll play it. But, but you might, you might come together over <laughs> your appreciation for Miley Cyrus. Or I might get shot at. <laughs> I'm just throwing it out there. That's how you roll the dice, you know, living on the edge. <laughs> I'm, I'm cool. <laughs> it would be a great PR stunt for Miley Cyrus if you if you got shot by someone because you like their song, so or you like her song. Yeah. I can see that on TikTok. That would be blowing up. That's going viral, right? All the way. Well, y'all know Miley Cyrus. I don't think even really likes this song as much as she does her new stuff. So that's kind of funny. She might even agree with you on it, but. Yeah, I think that's this is like her Disney days, kind of like an old school Miley Cyrus. Yeah, the new stuff. I'm digging her new stuff big time. So I can see, yeah, I can see that. <laughs> Back in the day, being in a club, uh, throwing this on, getting a few looks, but no, yeah, that's cool. I'm a fan. I'm, I'm not necessarily a fan of this song, but it, it's a fun song. It's a nostalgia. And uh, yeah, overall, Miley Cyrus is awesome. I'm a big fan of her. 
Um, so follow, following her a little bit lately, but uh, I wasn't a fan back then. Though I gotta say, like when this came out, I, I would have been like, "Oh, really? What's this?" My wife, my wife loves the song. It's one of her favorites, but um, I don't know if she likes the the newer Miley Cyrus as much. So that kind of makes sense, you know. Okay, cool. Well, since we're going around the world, uh, Brandon, hey, what's your pick? What you got for me, man? All right. So, you know, I I don't like the word guilty pleasure. I just want to say that. So I don't find the song that I'm about to tell you uh, is a guilty pleasure of mine. Um, I'm not ashamed to like the song. And again, I kind of said this before, but if you like something, don't be ashamed to like it. And I feel that way about this song. Um, it may surprise you that I'm a fan of the song more than anything. Um, but, uh, it's not a guilty pleasure. I will freely admit that I like the song. And the song is Roar by Katy Perry. Um, yeah, and I see you all snickering right now or laughing. Um, the guy that's a huge... I'm laughing because I was laughing. Yeah. So I like Frank Zappa. I like Nick Cave. And I don't mind Katy Perry. Um, Katy Perry is definitely more attractive than the other two, for sure. Uh, yeah. And, you know, um, yeah, I, I I like this song. I, I think the song is is empowering and uh inspiring and and uh i can find myself you know singing loudly to the song i like i said i'm not i'm not embarrassed to like it i think the first time i ever heard the song was when it came out as a single and i saw the music video for the first time um i didn't hear it on the radio because i typically don't listen to radio uh stations that are gonna play katie perry um, so I definitely saw the music video and, uh, it, uh, it, it doesn't leave your retina anytime soon after you see it. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I like a lot of Katy Perry, Katy Perry songs and, uh, I, I just, I don't know. She, like, there's perfection in, in these, like, well-crafted pop songs and, um, there's something to be said about a really good pop song. And I definitely think, think that she does that pretty well. And uh, I I just really dig the song. And uh, I, I yeah, not a guilty pleasure. I like it. It's great. And um, and the music video ain't so bad. So uh, what do you guys think? <laughs> I want to know who went in a fight, Molly Cyrus or Katy Perry. <laughs> I uh, no? Hands down, Miley Cyrus. <laughs> Really? I don't know. I think uh, they yeah. I, 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 I think they would. I think they would. Gangster. I mean, overall, I don't think they want to fight each other, but <laughs> I think I'm that you'd about. like to see that, though, Dietrich. Right? Right? I mean, who would not? Just, <laughs> <laughs> it'd be an educational yeah. piece. That's just for real. No, Are but wrestling um, like the old school movie. We're not going there. Um, All right. <laughs> That was an excellent pick, bro. I'm not even mad at you. Uh, I know for a fact that you can sing that proudly. Hell, I'll sing that one proudly. Because like you said, it's an inspirational song. It's a motivational song. Nobody can be mad at a motivational song. I don't care how poppy you try to make it. But when you got the lyrics to match up with the sound and you got an actual chorus that you know makes you want to get up and go to the gym or makes you want to get out of bed when you normally wouldn't think about doing so, that's a hell of a deal. So kudos to you, Rod. That's a good pick. So nah, if Taj would have picked that, I would have been like, ah, it, yeah, okay. I, I just left that. 
So it, I'll say this. It ro- Roar is an excellent song. I, I do like it. I'm more partial to Fireworks than Roar. We know. And, and so, like, I was like, of all the Katy Perry songs, like, you know, nothing off of the, the Teenage uh, Dreams album, you know, not Fireworks. You're like, Roar? <laughs> it's like, but it's still a good song. It, I appreciate it. it I, I just would have been more shocked if, you know, you came out with, like, California Girls or Fireworks or... <laughs> I, I think partly it's because uh, you know the, the music video. Yeah, okay. I, you know, I I can't get get that out of my head. I I still remember <laughs> seeing it for the first time, and okay, I don't know. I just I just I just enjoy the the beat on that song. Yeah, you know, and and I do like a, a song that uh, you know is is inspiring or you know self motivation for sure. For sure. So, yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. It, and like to to have done. To done fireworks and then I was it was like two or three years later then do roar like like that's her her kind of niche like inspira- inspirational songs you know yeah and thing. I and I can't relate to teenage daydream as oh. much as I can to roar so <laughs> yeah no but but fireworks with the album is called teenage daydream but the the song fireworks is very much just like roar it's not very specific it's no, very but gender. she has a song called teenage daydream she does yeah 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 i also watched that music video for this episode <laughs> okay <laughs> so what album is prison is it like her third album or what, I what is it or third, third or album. fourth the yeah. fourth album, so that yeah. that's very clear too. I mean, it's it's a, yeah. it's a more I guess like uh, adult version of Katy Perry. She's grown in her her music, and like Brandon said, I like her her message. She's really talking about owning it, um, being yourself, not worrying about what people think of you. So yeah, that's a really good message. That's what we all need to learn, right? For sure. I think I think this compared to like. Uh, um, you know, the first song here, I think it's a little bit, it's got a little bit better message. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know, but the, the other one's fun. The other one's more fun. And I think that, uh, Miley Cyrus does that more now in her music than she used to. I think her earlier stuff, especially Disney was like, it was made for movies. It was made for what they wanted her to do. Now she's taking Katy Perry's advice and she's, uh, going on her own, doing her own thing. But, yeah, that's 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 definitely like Katy Perry was always. I think she didn't she do Super Bowl one year. Uh, yeah, yeah, she did. did. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I love to see her perform, and you know, she's she's great looking. She's got a good voice. Uh, she's a real person. Yeah, good pick, man, for a uh, pick that you shouldn't like. <laughs> <laughs> for something that you're not supposed to like, that was a good. Thing. Something you wouldn't. Wait, wait, throw it back in. Yeah. But don't tell me I can't like it. <laughs> oh, oh, you're right. Okay, I just learned something. All right. All right, cool, Damon. What you got for us, bro? Uh, yeah. So <laughs> I feel like I just dogged everybody. So I, I, I like this band that some people might not like as much, but uh, this band's called Evanescence. Um, and Bring Me to Life is the song that I picked. Every time I hear this, I always sing along. I don't know why. I kind of think it's a cheesy song, too. I like Evanescence. Um, I really liked the episode of The Office where Will Ferrell was on the episode, and he's like the manager for a week or something. And he's miming uh, like he's juggling. 
and he plays this song and it's just hilarious but uh yeah other than that you know just every time i hear it on the radio it's all right i'm gonna rock out to evanescence a little bit i think she does a collaboration with a couple other artists on it which is kind of cool she's got it amy lee has a great voice um so props to that and aside from the style if people don't like her style you know i've heard that here and there but she's she's definitely very progressive she started out when she was like 19 or something like that which is kind of typical um but she's really stuck to her uh her roots with how she started and she's still pretty much playing the same stuff today she hasn't really morphed that much which i can i can respect that too but yeah this is a collaboration with a few different people on it um but yeah so that's my pick it's trying I got- to make this like a christian song at one point i mean maybe <laughs> I didn't know that. I didn't know that. I could I could see that though. She might be religious. So so here's my question for you. When you sing this, Damon, do you sing both parts? Yeah. I uh, <laughs> I sing to myself back and forth in the mirror. Um it's usually my wake up song when I'm getting ready for work. Yeah. Gotcha. You, you, oh, you, wow. hit, the, you hit the high notes. <laughs> It's not my wake-up song when I'm getting ready for work. Okay. He's like, I'm which, which part do you prefer to sing? <laughs> right. Do you, uh, do you like the rap, like the, the kind of rap part, or do you like the... the... <laughs> Just the... Uh, wake me up! Yeah. Wake me up! Wake me up inside! What? <laughs> <laughs> I'm really glad I got a reaction on you. <laughs> I, I think you might have just said how you feel about the song. All of you. <laughs> I have an Evanescence t-shirt somewhere. So. No, I'll, be, I'll be the first to admit, I liked Evanescence as when I was younger. I had, I think I had this album and the second album. Um, you know, when Taj was nice. the fourth. <laughs> so... so <laughs> I remember game playing listens in on this album. Uh, it's a good song. I mean, I can understand it. This is one of those. It's one of those bands that now is ridiculed for for people liking. Um, but you know, I still kind of enjoy it every once in a while. Not that I've heard it in years, but yeah, yeah, I can I can understand that for sure. So. I mean, I don't know. I don't. I don't know if it's that bad. I mean, Amy Lee is a really good artist. She has a lot of lot of albums out now this is 2002 so this is this makes sense for what it was I, mean, I, I think the style has really carried on through the last 20 years i mean and there's there's still like that style is still present today which you know it's not like 90s styles haven't carried on too but um that goes with the music and the fans and everything so right. yeah, i've got to give her props for that she's yeah. on tour this summer too so. You you can tell it's '90s the minute it starts playing. You're like, <laughs> you can hear the first, right. you know, couple of stanzas. You're like '90s, early, like early 2000s. This is early <laughs> 2000s, but it may as well be like '99. Or, yeah, it's all yeah, kind of there. Yeah, kind of there. Anything after '98 has that kind of feel to it. '98 to 2007 is like a group in yeah. itself, and then '99 Sorry. Um, nice. So, what do you think? Man, I don't. I don't know what to say. Uh, <laughs> you know, oh, do we got Brendan speechless? What? No. 
like there there was another song that you almost did and i'm like which which would have been better or worse um <laughs> yeah, no. i kind of thought of you a little bit when i picked this song uh uh yeah i don't know like i never really i don't i don't have any feelings towards the band or the song like there is neutral like i don't really mm-hmm. care uh that much for the i don't care for the you song don't care. i don't i don't hate the song and i don't like the song and i don't yeah. love the song it's just it's neutral like i feel like france over here um yeah it, man i don't know switzerland? Uh, you're probably more like switzerland it, no, i think i think i got the perfect answer for you brandon switzerland it, yeah that's what i think i meant it, but france has been neutral before mm-hmm. so. i think yeah sometimes you're france sometimes you're the but Swiss. switzerland um, yeah, go ahead, Tosh. I think I got the perfect answer for you. It's like season two of Buffy the Vampire Slayer where Angel's the villain. Like, it's just like a eh, season, but, you know, after you get past that, it gets better. <laughs> yeah, it's like the sophomore <laughs> slump of songs. Um, yeah, it's, I don't know. Like, the, I, yeah, it's okay. <laughs> I don't, yeah, I don't really have any feelings for it uh either way it was it it was out there it was very popular um the music video is interesting i don't know what the hell they're trying to do there um at one point he's like on the ledge holding her and he's singing save me or something i don't know Uh, (laughs) i think yeah yeah and you know it's like it looks it's very emo evanescence is like they've they've like backed that whole the emo like 2000s crowd right right and i think that it kind of it's not the same as it was in the 90s but also like evanescence like it bring me to life it's there's like a message right i think there's a lot of like i think they might be talking about mental illness they might be talking about Kind of what Katy Perry's talking about, get, owning your yourself and getting out there and, you know, figuring out what you need to do. And, you know, there's a lot of there's probably a lot of stuff in there other than the cheesiness of what a lot of people think that style is, you know. Uh, I, I, I think the thing I was thinking as I'm watching a music video, you know, I don't know much about the band. And when the guy yeah. keeps like saying, save me or wake me up, like, is wake he, me is up. like, yeah. Is he yeah. a singer in the band? Is he the hype man? What's going on? I don't know. Well, there's like it's a, like I said, it's a collaborate collaboration. I think that is that David David Hodges. I don't know if I, I, I don't I don't know exactly. What, I forgot his name, but um, I think it might be David Hodges. He's so like there is um yeah there's a few people that are singing in the song, but the operatic style of Amy Lee is just I think I think it's just profound. I mean I, she's a she's an excellent vocalist. I could see her doing a lot of stuff outside and she probably has outside of like her albums. But when she does an album, like she just goes full force how you would go in like something like Frozen or, you know, Disney's Frozen or something like that. Like she she can definitely do something like that too, but I think on her album, it's almost like it kind of looks a little off, and I can see where you're, you're going with that. But this is also also a guilty pleasure where I feel guilty for liking it. Don't feel. But, oh, I will. No guilty. <laughs> no. Like what you like. This might be a time where your your words of wisdom don't don't work in this one. But, uh, <laughs> like Lincoln Park and Celine Dion had children. <laughs> I mean. How many, how millions of people Lincoln have Park listened to that too. song? You check out the like li- the 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 watches on YouTube. It's like it's millions and millions of people. So 
you know, how's it a guilty pleasure if millions and millions of people have watched the music video? Because personally, it's it's not my favorite. It's not my favorite style, and it's not my favorite song. And I can see where you're coming from, but I do I do like it. So millions of people listen to Psy or Gundam style. <laughs> What's wrong with that? What's wrong with that? that sounds wrong with it, but if somebody like, thinks that something's wrong, the whole like hazy phase over your eyes lifted, and you're like, "Why the hell did I like that song?" <laughs> One of those thoughts of this song in particular. And I don't think of it and where it's coming from. Yeah, I don't think of a guilty pleasure as personally. I don't think of it as a one-hit wonder. So one-hit wonder would be more like okay. I don't think that everybody's listening to this, but the rest of their album, maybe. But that one song was great, right? So Evan Hansen is in a one-hit wonder? No, no, well, oh, yeah, I don't know. I don't think that they were one-hit wonder with this. With this one? No, maybe. I'm I can't gonna... think of any other Evan Hansen song. I'm sorry. There, a lot of her songs sound... I want to say they had the second hit. It wasn't as big as that one, but I want to say... They had a few. They had a few hits. This is early on. Maybe not. I think they did. They had another hit. I think. I think it was called "Go to Sleep." They had "Wake Me Up" and then they had "Go to Sleep." <laughs> well, which one? Because one of them played in the Daredevil movie. And then was they had a third one Daredevil called Daredevil? "Mind Your Business." No. <laughs> uh, <laughs> take a nap. <laughs> Remix by Ludacris. Go to sleep, Hulk. <laughs> they, yeah, I don't know about the Daredevil movie, Taj. That's a possibility. Daredevil um, was an Electra. I can see it in Electra. I want to say it was Daredevil, but I'll double check here. Okay. The Ben Affleck movie? Yes. Well, I mean, considering how crappy that movie was, I wouldn't be surprised if this song was also in it. <laughs> yeah, bring, it was Bring Me to Life was in Daredevil. Yeah. This is this is definitely their this is their biggest hit though. So you make a good point, Dietrich. Yeah, they, I don't think it, they're not a one hit wonder band though. Definitely not a one hit wonder band. They have a huge following. Uh, but yeah, this might be their can we one. can we talk about how bad the Daredevil movie? Is? <laughs> <laughs> you know, it breaks, it breaks me in half to say that, but like I didn't finish the Netflix series, and I wanted to. Oh no, we're not talking about the series. We're talking about no, we're talking about Daredevil with Ben Affleck. <laughs> oh, okay, well I'm talking about the show too. So, yeah. the, the TV show is great. Yeah. yeah, I thought it was good. I just never, we never got to finish the last. Part of that. And the reason the TV series is better is they never use an Evan Evanescence. <laughs> oh, that's mean. I'm gonna write to Amy Lee and then uh, you know, set up a meeting. Oh no, I I think they're all talented, <laughs> but sometimes uh, talent shouldn't right. get together and create a song. <laughs> oh, true. I'm just teasing. It's not that bad. Nah. You like your song, Damon? Yeah. Don't I mean, it's, it's, like is it like us getting together and talking about music? No. <laughs> <laughs> You so could say we're the Evanescence of podcasts. <laughs> I'm going to start. Yeah, I'm going to start an Evanescence. Oh what goodness. did you call it? Taj Effervescence? <laughs> we're going to call it. Hey, man. <laughs> Save me. Um, all right. Let's move I on. feel like that when you guys don't like something, especially when Damon goes on about how he hates Nick Cave. I just want to say, say. I never me. said I hated Nick Cave. <laughs> Now you're baiting me. Okay. Wake me up. Right. 
quick. Tosh. Yes. No, wait, wait. Did we actually get what Dietrich thought about this song? Yeah. I, I think oh, wait, we did. Are you trying to gloss over what you feel about the song? No, it, it, I literally I literally get me. I said Linkin Park and Celine Dion came together. Babies in the bathroom. That's it's, it's where it came out. Um, Literally, I, yeah, I, I can't, bro. <laughs> yeah. Are you saying you like Celine Dion more? I'm saying Celine Dion can get it. Yes, all day. <laughs> um, so I probably knew how you guys were going to react, but I also wanted to let you all know what my guilty pleasure was. So there you go. Right. Uh, no, it's all good, man. I can't say nothing about nobody, honestly. Maybe Taj, but outside of that, I, uh, yeah. Celine <laughs> Dion will be happy to know you like her more. Her heart will go on. All right. <laughs> yes, it will. <laughs> Oh, Tajiri. Yes. Tajman. Yeah. Here, this is what you got, bro. <laughs> okay. Um, I'm going to hit you with what I got. Let me just, I'm just grabbing my, my thing here. Uh, and what what? I'm grabbing oh, my, t- sorry. That's okay. not, uh, is that what she said? No, that's all right. What, so, all right. I'm just grabbing my thing here. I'm like, ew. Come on. No. <laughs> all right. So I picked a, a song. I knew the song. I didn't really know the artist. <laughs> But I knew the song, okay? Um, and so the song I picked is The Fox. What does The Fox say? Done by the band, uh, and I have no idea how to pronounce it. Uh, Yellis? Uh, Yelvis. 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 No one knows what does The Fox say? Okay. Uh, which they're a um, Altranic uh, dance novelty song done by a Norwegian comedy duo, uh, and so um, it, it's yeah. Let me okay. Let me explain why I like the song, and then explain why I shouldn't like the song. <laughs> uh, I like the song because basically um, it's scatting. <laughs> it's a weird version of scatting. <laughs> the other thing is it's a weird logic puzzle because like they go through all the other animals and you're like, you know, this is what I'll, you know, in children's book, this is what we say all the other animals say. What does fox, the most simplest word <laughs> of an animal, what did what does the fox say? And like there is no children's book that has that. And so that's why this song is just like crazy because it's like they just go they go to the edge of the cliff and then just jump for it and they just keep going further and further until at the end they're just pretty much screaming so it's not really scatting it starts out like they're doing a scat number on what does the fox say and yeah it's and it's one of those songs that could almost be super annoying, like Baby Shark or Beep Beep Goes the Sheep or, you know, It's Raining Tacos, like any of those 8-bit, like really <laughs> annoying songs. But this yeah. one is just... Yeah. Oh, I know that. Raining Tacos. Yeah, I make yeah. a Raining Tacos. <laughs> oh, I can't make one of Raining Tacos. <laughs> I'm telling you that right now. Okay. Chimichurros? Chimichangas? So... But yeah, so but but this one just yeah, it, it's one of those that, yeah you can try and sing along to it, but at some point you're just gonna be end up screaming at the end of <laughs> at the end of the song. But yeah, but yeah, it's it's enjoyable, brings a smile to my face. It's a guilty pleasure because you're like, are you just trying to drive everyone insane when you play this? <laughs> so so yeah. I wanna I wanna start by saying stop using the word guilty pleasure. <laughs> This song is not a guilty pleasure. This song is amazing. All right? I love this song. 
Now, I don't know if I liked it the first time I heard it. I probably thought, what is this? Um, and then I looked into the band and I'm like, oh, they're a comedy duo and they have a show. Uh, and I, I started going down the rabbit hole a long time ago, listening to different songs and music videos by them. And, you know, I haven't thought about this song in a while. Uh, and I watched the music video recently and this song is phenomenal. It's, it's incredible. It's, it's delightful. It's, it's entertaining. It's funny. Like, you can't take this song seriously. And if you do, then there's something wrong with you. Um, no, like, this song is not a guilty pleasure. You, you should, I don't know, you should go on top of your roof and scream out loud, what does the fox say? Um, and you'll probably get responses that are very similar to this song because everyone likes this song. They secretly do. Um, they do know what the fox says because this song told us. Um, and the fox will say whatever the fox needs to say for, for that moment. Um, anyway, uh, I just wanted to say this is absurd. I know, just as absurd as the song is. Um, I, I, my favorite song by them is called Stonehenge. If you've never heard it, check it out. It's also incredibly bizarre as like the song is, but no, this is not a guilty pleasure. Don't be ashamed. I want you to buy a t-shirt that promotes this band because they need to start making more music again. And, uh, yeah. So great choice. Great song. Not a guilty pleasure. Don't be ashamed. Okay. I'm proud of you. Thank you. <laughs> I can literally see Taj standing on his back patio saying, what does the fox say? And somebody just screams out of nowhere, shut the fuck up. <laughs> or you're going to hear a fox say something just like that in the music video on the song. And Taj will go, holy shit, they were right. <laughs> Guess what the fox did say? <laughs> <laughs> or uh, as he's cooking burgers on his patio and he's screaming, what does the fox say? A fox is biting him in the leg, maybe? I don't know. <laughs> or Taj might be cooking fox burgers and then he says, True. what are you going to say now? <laughs> I say if you scream this on the top of your roof, you might make some new friends. You might get arrested. I don't know. <laughs> uh, if you did say that on top of your roof, just randomly. What does the fox say? <laughs> Shut yeah, up! Said, Shut the fuck up! <laughs> yeah. Juicy J. Shut the fuck up! Pa-pa-pa-pa-pow! <laughs> That's right. what the fox says. Uh, oh, man. Yeah, That's pretty funny. Good. I like it. Yeah, I agree, Brandon. It's pretty funny. These guys are good. Reminds me of like any other comedy duo or troupe that does music too. And yeah, I always have fun with that. This is a real popular one when it came out. I think everybody was watching the video and. Oh yeah. No. So it was just so you have it in my, it, uh, in Norway, it hit number one in the U S it hit number six in the billboard (laughs) one hundreds. So. Yeah. That's a good one. (laughs) Yeah. So. Here's what I'll say. It's it's two songs that are so annoying you have to love them. Right. right? This is one of them. The other one was that Discovery Channel song. Like, you and me, baby, ain't nothing but mammals. So let's yeah, that that one. I always so, thought that was a kid rock song, but I know it's not. No, that's that's, that's not, not kid rock. Game. No. 
Yeah. Yeah. And I love that song too. <laughs> but those two together kind of kind of formulated this this kind of um like out of nowhere type of music that it actually was so ridiculous that it hit. And so like I can't be mad at this song, no matter how much I want to, no matter how much I want to despise it, I actually like it and I have to rock with it. And I'm glad that you picked it. Thank you. So, but yeah. Side note, I have a fox that lives under my deck. So if you ever want to come over and hang out. Okay. Do you talk what, what, with it? I was about to say, what does he say? <laughs> uh, usually it's like shrieks, you know, like... <laughs> Yeah, you know, stuff like that. He speaks a accent. Yeah. He's French. George Clooney accent? A British accent? I feed him like fine yeah, cheese. He sounds like, yeah, exactly. He's fantastic <laughs> Mr. Fox. Exactly. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, well, all right. Um, what do you guys think about flipping a record and uh, dropping the needle on side B? Sounds good. Unless we have something else to say about... Foxes and how they don't exist. <laughs> Say, man. How dare you? How dare you? <laughs> All right. So, side B here. Side B. This is uh, the part where the previous episode, one of the hosts picked a, picked a album for us to listen to. This time, it was Diedrich that gave us homework. Diedrich, what was that homework? So, the homework was uh, The Lap of Lux by the rap artist by the name of Sir Michael Rocks. And so before we get into it, let me set the scene of what's going on. Um, it's August 2nd of 2012. I am, let's see, what am I doing at that time? At that time, I was, uh, in DJing full time. I was, um, in the studio actually doing production and trying to get songs on the radio and things of that nature. I was, um, downloading a bunch of music and I was also going through the divorce. So at this time, I'm really like, trying to find myself in my sound and what I want to, what I want to come out as. And I was really on behind the scenes doing more production board than anything else. I, I had a couple of artists that I was producing and putting out records for and, and letting them go out and do their thing with it. And this particular album came out and it broadened my horizons as far as what I wanted to do um, outside of music, more so about talking with the opposite sex. I, at this point I was like, you know what? Um, I'm not going to worry about love. I'm not going to worry about feelings. I'm not going to worry about any of that stuff. I'm just going to do what I want to do and have fun with who I want to have fun with and, and make it do what it do. And so I particularly was going through um, a couple of uh, DJ websites and this particular album came up. And so I clicked on it and I've loved it ever since because it kind of gave me back my party spirit that I was lacking at the time. And so this kind of ties into our theme as being a guilty pleasure song or guilty pleasure album because to me um i was not listening to rap like this at the time i was listening to more hardcore lyrics uh folks that i thought were actually saying something folks that had a message folks that were um not of the party type so to speak i was kind of like really seriously into trying to bring awareness to to particular areas of of, of uh the city uh also you know, trying to give all voice heard at the time. And this just told me to lighten the fuck up. <laughs> and uh, basically, that's where it came down to. And so um, it's 
let me start off with the with the album. It's well, no, let me start off with the artist, and then we'll go into how everything came to be. So, I know of Sir Michael Rocks um, by a group that was formed in 2005 called the Cool Kids. It was him and another guy by the name of Chuck English um, out of California that came together and decided to form a rap duo, so to speak. Um, they've had a bunch of other clicks since then, like Two Pick Click. Um, they have uh, formulated with a whole bunch of other rappers. Um, you know, Casey Veggies, uh, Mac Miller, um, those are the ones that come to mind off top. Uh, they, they literally, it wasn't until 2009 when they dropped their, you know, premiere album. And then from there, uh, it just started coming like a roller coaster type situation. They were always releasing mixtapes. They were always releasing, um, different types of songs here and there, um, especially in collaborations with a bunch of artists that came out at the same time. And along with that, they had a song called Black Mags, which basically is talking about riding on bicycles with the Black Mag wheels. And so that song picked up Chuck English as the producer and literally took that and ran with it. And from that point on, that kind of put them on the map. So from there, um, they decided to do solo albums, not necessarily split up, but decided to kind of part ways and, and see what they could do on a solo tip. Chuck English got more off into produ- and production. And uh, started creating a whole bunch of beats for a bunch of different rappers, which he did co-produce on this album itself. Uh, the other producer that was on this album uh, was uh, Harry Fraud, who those who don't know is a well-renowned producer uh, known for mixing in different styles and songs, um, taking different 70s, 60s and 70s samples and putting them into beats and, and making like East Coast type rap, but it's for West Coast rappers. And then also... Um, a guy by the name of Hit Boy was coming into the scene and he also produced on this album. For those who don't know, Hit Boy is the one that made the hit for, uh, Jay-Z and Kanye West, um, in words in Paris. So, um, you had a lot of artists that were coming into the fold of themselves and how they wanted to develop their sound. This was his second mixtape that he released. Um, it came into, uh, Lapa Lux and this particular album in itself basically was like a Playboy lifestyle, so to speak. And I think that's what really drove me into um, the sound that was coming out of here, because you have a lot of eclectic style of beats in which he put on this particular album. His rap flow, his style of delivery was more of a Playboy-esque type of style. Um, it was one that, you know, I can get these girls, I can do these things, I can wear this jewelry, I can rock this ice, uh, that kind of feel, which I wasn't really feeling at the time. But his delivery is what really sunk me in. Um, because he, even though he is on the West Coast, he does have an East Coast style of lyricism where he can come out and make you actually listen to some of the ways that he says. Now, I know that not all these songs are going to be your favorites. Some of these are cringeworthy. That being said, the album itself as a, as a whole, I will listen to it time and time and time and time again, because that was what made me get out of my shell of sort of like a depression type state where I didn't want to go anywhere. I didn't want to do anything. I was living in South Austin um, at a friend's house that Taj and I had. And you know, I was literally in a room the size of a bathroom. And at that point, that's all I could really go by. I was just listening to these type of songs. And kind of get myself back into a free spirit type of mode. So the album itself is Lap of Lux. He's talking about life of luxury, um, the type of uh, women that he deals with, the type of cars that he drives, the type of jewelry that he has. And in some way, shape, form or fashion, some people take this as inspiration because the area that he came from and grew up in was not that of a life of luxury at all. 
Um, it was quite opposite. So the fact that he was able to to bring forth himself, wear Gucci sweaters on on the actual cover, and and show that he could come out of the the mud basically, and and get it to the point where he's actually making money off of what he loves to do, that was a great thing. And also his partner uh, Chuck English was also featured on the album, but for the most part, did production on there. So. That just lets you know that even when groups don't necessarily um, stay like a group setting, so to speak, they're still friends in the back end and everything works out. So that's where I'm coming from with the Lap of Luxury if, or Lap of Lux. Um, if there's a favorite album on here, our favorite cut, excuse me, um, on this particular album, it's got to be Reservations. Reservations is is... It's like my go-to song because that's the kind of female at the time where I said, if I was going to do something crazy, that would be the type of, of female that I want. The only thing I got to make for dinner is the reservations. Like she's that fly that she doesn't even cook. Like she, she can't cook. We have to go out to eat all the time, but I would want to show her off because can't nobody else get her. And that, that was kind of the thought process that I had, you know, being that kind of jerk in the, in the sack and, and making females like do what I wanted to do and, and not try to be serious about anything. Everything was just about having fun. So that's my album. That's my pick. Tell me what y'all think about it. Go hard on it. I don't care. We're good. I'm still going to love it regardless. Let's go. I can, I can start this off. Yeah. Okay. I, I was listening to um, the album over and over again. Cause I think it's a, if you're not listening to the lyrics, just beats, just uh, the rhythm and, you know, there's a lot of electronic music going on and it's all really good. I think it sounds like one of the best albums of that time, like 2012 is, I think, an awesome time. Um, I remember South by that year. I remember all the artists I saw and, you know, it was just that was a really good time for music for me. I always go back to that for a lot of stuff. Um, and I know I must have heard some of the stuff from uh from sir michael rocks but i haven't heard this album the first song now you do it definitely has a mix from lana del rey and her song video game so yeah. that's pretty cool it's i like that i'm a big fan of lana del, lana del rey too um i don't see her listed as like doing a collaboration so she must have allowed like the mix to go in mm-hmm. but uh yeah, like there's a lot of interesting songs. His view, and maybe not just his view, but other artists like Sir Michael Rocks, they talk about relationships and they talk about things that are going on in their lives, but they might talk about it in a way where it sounds crass and rude and crude, but I don't think it's really meant to be that way. And I think it's also more of a, it's, it's about the emotions of going through what you're going through. I Maybe I sometimes like would have felt like, oh, wow, what would it be like to be someone like that? But I don't I don't have that in me to be that person. Uh, not to say it's wrong, but, you know, he's talking about his life and, you know, women talk about guys too like that in songs. Um, but some might look at it differently. Some might look, might look at it as a chauvinistic or uh, just a bad thing, the way he talks about relationships. But um, so I can see both sides for sure. You know, the reservation song. um sushi oh <laughs> you know all that good sushi uh but yeah i think in the loop i like the jam i like the, i like that song and i also like now you do because it because i really like that song video game and i think it's a really cool mix with this uh yeah i mean they, they did a brilliant production job on this this album for sure and you mentioned you know everybody that was working on it i mean that's yeah 
That's like 100%, man. So thanks again for sharing an album that I would not have listened to otherwise and just kind of adding it to my collection. So. Well, cool. I'll take one out of three. I'm good. <laughs> I'm Gucci. <laughs> You're Gucci. <laughs> Uh, I've got Gucci go? sunglasses too, by the way. Do you want to go, Brandon, or do you want me to go? <laughs> you guys. Oh, okay. Mine's going to be long. <laughs> well, then, ever not. Huh? Go, okay. So, the, I'm still undecided, so Okay. So okay. I'm gonna get the popcorn out. Here we go. <laughs> All right. All right. Teenage me four score and seven years ago. <laughs> yeah. uh, no, teenage me would have hated this album. I, I'm just telling you right now. Me in high school would have hated this album. Um but for reasons that now I think I fully understand. Like I think having listened to the album twice and then thinking on it and like there's songs on here I like. Don't get me wrong. I like I like the album now, but like Teenage Me would not have, have liked it. And um, you know, it's it's interesting because I understand that some of it is the the icons, the facade of, of being a rapper in some of the songs. And then, you know, and so there were songs that like when they talked about a specific person, I felt a little bit better about like, you know, names on the floor and it's like or on the floor. Like that one makes sense because you're talking about a specific person. You're not generalizing, you know, all women. So it's like that one's like, okay, I'm cool with that. And um, I don't know. Once having talked to you and then thinking on it, like it reminded me of the time of uh, when I when I tried to do it, when I tried not to be authentic to me, but I tried to do the stupid pickup artist stuff where you neg women to, in order to, you know, in order to get them to like you. That's kind of what this. I don't know. It, it's it's interesting because it's that mindset of like you know, like I'm just gonna neg women and then they're just gonna like me type of thing. I don't know. I'm rambling, but um, the the, the other side note I want to do is is probably one of my two is probably in the loop. But the only reason why that one's important to me is because in the hometown I grew up in, uh, we had the downtown plaza, and it th- our town was so boring. Like it was super boring. There was nothing to do. Kids would want to drive around the plaza, but the cops would re- restrict how many times they could go around the loop. Like you, you could only drive your car around it twice and if they caught you a, sec- a third time they'd like give you a ticket but they or they'd shoo you out so it's like it's like it was interesting because this song in the loop like i understand he's in a parking lot loop like trying to buy a car but in my mind like in that context it's like it's such a flex like he doesn't he has no cares like he's gonna drive around as much as he wants like th- th- there is no cares because you know but then on the flip side, it's kind of interesting because then he's talking about how like he's just stuck in a rut. Like he's just driving around in a loop. Like there's nothing, nothing news happening. I mean, he's flexing, but you know, there's nothing. It's the same old, same old type of thing. So, but that, that was interesting. Kind of the double entendre on that. So, but yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah. If I had to, to pick a song, it'd probably be, <sighs> I, I think it's between take it to the floor or in the loop, but that's kind of where my, my choice is. But yeah. Okay. I can see you more so on the end of the loop than I take it to the floor. Right. Okay. Randy, hit me with it. What you think, Mike? Um, okay. So I, 
I feel very uh, I feel very neutral about this album. Um, I I didn't really have a it, it didn't really resonate with me. Right. And I, I kind of feel like maybe it's, I, I'm to blame and not necessarily the, the album or the artist. Um, I do, I do like hip hop. I do like rap. Um, I am probably more of an old school fan, you know, like eighties and nineties, but there are definitely, uh, artists today that I really like too, like Kendrick Lamar and, uh, like J, is it J. Cole? You know, that, that's another one that I really like as well. So there are some that that I definitely really appreciate uh, artists that, you know, artists that rappers and what have you. Um, and I don't know, like it just right off the bat, I'm just like, I'm not sure this is for me. And that's OK. You know, mm-hmm. like it's not it's not necessarily the kind of kind of rap that I that I like. Um, there, there are definitely some lyrics that I'm like, you know, it, like it had a lot of the cliches or the the generic uh lyrics you know and um like the ones that i i liked more had more old school beats you know um i appreciate those more than i did other songs um but i i think like the lyrics i just couldn't i couldn't get past like there's something about the the lyrics for some reason that just didn't work with me or I don't know. Again, like I said, I, it might have just been me. Like, and that's okay. Like, just some some music aren't is, you're not going to connect with, you know. Right. And, and it's not to say that I'm not I'm not a fan of rap or hip hop because I know that I am because there are artists that come out that I really like. Um, but this is just not one that I could see myself coming back to because I just I don't know. Like, it's just a, there's a detachment to it. You know, yeah. a detachment. And I gave it two listens, but it just didn't work for me. Um, so, you know, and that's okay. Like, like I said, we don't have to like everything or we don't all have to like the same thing. Right. Um, so yeah, very, just very neutral. I just feel very neutral about the whole thing. Um, so, um, if I had to pick a song from the album and I mainly, I think I'd pick it because I just enjoy the old school beats. It would probably be if it ain't foreign. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I enjoy that because I just like, I, I like the sound and, 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 and like the, the, the lyrics, they're okay, but, but I did enjoy, I did enjoy the, the, the the rhythm to the whole song so yeah it's it was all right um but again just it didn't really resonate for me so you know but to each their own so what and you bring up something interesting brandon because like it was one of the main struggles i had especially with the first two tracks i was like who is this song for like it's it's you know i was trying to figure out in my head because i'm like is it for is it a song to get women or is it a song for men to be inspired or is this song for you know a flex of like this is what you can be if you're like me it like it was kind of a weird like the message of the song was kind of hard on those first two and it, for for me specifically on the fir- very first two um and so it's all but, of your yeah, it's <laughs> yeah, but That's I what I'll say it's, it's all the above. Here's here's where I'm coming from with this, and and maybe right. that'll shed a little light on the situation. He's he's not a hip hopper. He there, like you said, there is a difference between hip hop and rap. 
this is a rap album. And in this being a rap album, it took it to the point of, you know, I'm going to outshine you. I'm going to outflash you. I'm going to do these things. Now, there are some songs in here that have a deeper meaning. They have deeper, deeper context to them. The metaphors are in place. But for the most part, this was a get your ass up, get money, get, get bitches, quote unquote, type of uh, feel. And at the time, that's what exactly what I needed because it was something that took me out of my shell that I normally would not do. I was the kind of person that, you know, if I got with a female, we would be dating. We would be together. I was not the cheater. I was not the run around and grab some other people type of type of individual. This took me totally out of that mindset. At that point, my stuff didn't work. So I'm like, okay, let me try something else. And me trying something else that actually found me to be the person I am today. Now, is it one of my favorite albums for being an album itself? It's one of my favorite albums because it's what I listened to at that time. And any time that I go back to listening to this album, it takes me back to that moment where I decided I'm not going to get too fucked about what anybody else is thinking. I'm going to do me. And in me doing me, that actually led me up to who I am today, which is I'm still the loving kind of individual, but I'm not going to take you for everything that you say. I'm not going to take you for everything that you do. I'm going to withhold a little piece of myself in there to make sure that I don't get lost up in your rapture, so to speak. So um, that's where this album is coming from. That's where I take this position on this particular album. And I'm glad that y'all are all able to find certain aspects of it. Um, that you like, not necessarily the whole thing, but if you were going to give him a second listen, don't listen to him by himself. Listen to the cool kids, uh, the song Black Mags. That would give you a, a alternative version of this individual. And so you can see where they actually were coming out spitting at the time. This is him doing it by himself, him in his own lane, trying to find his own routine or way that he wanted to go. Whereas with him and Chuck English together, that was just a magic mix that you really can't find, um, and especially in hip hop. That would be more hip hop than it would be rap. And that's talking about bicycles. Like you, nobody was doing that at the time. So they were already ahead of their time. He's just taking it to his side of the level. It's kind of like a, a West Coast version of Outcast. You have Big Boy, who is, um, you know, the player type individual. And then you have uh, Andre 3000, which is more of the outside thinker. Uh, Sir Michael Rocks would be the big boy type of individual. That's the player. That's the Southern individual, the, the West Coast individual that's embedded in that culture. Whereas Chuck English would be more of the um, Andre 3000, which is the creative individual, the one that, you know, doesn't come with necessarily all of the glitz and glamour. He's more about making rhyme flows and actually everything fit into a rap or hip hop standard. So the two guys bounce off of each other. So go back and listen to that. You can add that in your mix if you want to, if you didn't get a good feel off of this particular album. Gotcha. Okay. <clears throat> so I, I, do, I do have a, a quick question that might get us in trouble, but hopefully not. Yeah. Hoes over hoes. So. <laughs> no, for, for, for Brandon and uh, Damon, um, it, my main struggle with the song was more the like what Damon was saying, the the relationship or the imagery of women, uh, more so than the use of the N word <laughs> in the song. And I gotta bring it up because I think this is our first album that has it. So that that's why I'm mentioning it. But I just wanna ask like is was your for you guys, was it more the use of the N word that was made you more disconnect from the music or was it the imagery uh as far as r- relationships to women? <laughs> so 
I mean, I think I think that this this is just a good example of like um, music that, like I said, it represents him as a person, his lifestyle. I can't relate to that lifestyle because that's not me. But there's right. a whole lot of styles and and situations that I don't see because I'm just not a part of that. Right. I could, but I can still appreciate him as an artist if he's saying things that socially might not be acceptable or whatever. But like, I don't think that this album crosses the line where it's like, banned, no, you know, no, no, I don't, like, I don't think it crosses the line. I just wanted right. to know, like on your personal, <laughs> on your personal I never side. Thought of it. I didn't yeah. think of that at all. It didn't really affect me. I mean, I think that I hear that a lot in, in, in music and it's kind of like pretty common. It's pretty expected a lot too. And you gotta, you gotta speak your mind. You gotta talk about things that you might not want. Some people might not want to hear, but if you stop saying it, it's going to go away. And in a way it's, he's speaking out, I think about things that should be acknowledged. So it's not all, I don't think it's all bad. And I think that, you know, yeah, there's probably a lot of women that like the album too. I mean, I don't, you know, I just don't think it's, I don't think it, I think there's a lot of different ways to look at things. And this is a really good example of that. Uh, but yeah, I didn't, I didn't really see it exactly the way you saw it, Taj, but that's cool. I mean, that's okay. And okay. that's, that's how music affects people, you know, but that's, sure. I, I, I won't say much because, uh, I, all I want to say is like, it is what it is. And if you don't like it, don't listen to it. True. Yep. Okay. Fair enough. That's, that's another perspective. Yeah. You'll never have to pick it up again if you don't like it. But yeah, if you don't like it, like on it, don't listen to it. Like if it's not for you, it's not for you. Don't listen to it again. Yeah. Yep. But who cares? True. Well, at yeah. least you tried it. That that's the important thing. We tried it because. Yeah. Okay. This so this so is isn't. I was just like, <laughs> he who's quite experienced in rip hip hop and rap. If you don't like it, Brandon, you know it's that's strange <laughs> to me. Go back to NWA, and you know when they try to like just put a, the explicit lyrics label on albums, and like they really they they're like they took it to another level, but for a reason too, and they yeah, did it I, on purpose, you know. It's just, uh-huh. it, I, I don't, it's, it's not the lyrics. It's just, it's not my cup of tea. That's okay. Gotcha. It's, gotcha. it's not, yep. it's not even about the lyrics. It's just, it doesn't connect with me. Gotcha. Right. And you, know? you don't have but, to go back and talk about it at a PTA meeting and try to get it banned because right. it came out. Oh, yeah, no, no, not at all. I, I, I can yeah. talk. That's what Taj is going to do tomorrow. I mean, like Kendrick Lamar. Like, I love Kendrick Lamar. But not everyone likes Kendrick Lamar, you know, right. and 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 like there's a lot of people that might like Sir Michael. What is his Rocks. name? Yeah, Rocks, Sir Michael Rocks. you know, and there are people who won't don't like Michael Rocks. There's people who like Frank Zappa and there's people who hate Frank Zappa. There's people who love Nick Cave and there's one person named Damon who hates Nick Cave. <laughs> right. Oh. So, I'm gonna surprise you one of these days, Frank. Where is that person? <laughs> All I'm saying is, like, I'm gonna come to your house with a cool, decay mask. But, but, are, but there's plenty of artists, plenty of uh, fans, you know, for for every sort of artist. Right. So anyway. Yeah. So basically, um, fuck you all. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, no. Yeah. No. I I I see where Taj is coming from. Though it's like there is, you know, would that be a reason for a lot of people to not want to listen to his music? I mean, I guess that would suck if that was. But. He is making his music for his people that want to listen to him. Gotcha. If you don't want to listen to him, don't listen to him. You'll probably you know, this probably be the only time you'll get made to listen to him. 
just based off everything that's, that's going on. But with that being said, right. this is also a good opportunity to open the horizons. Maybe it's something that you might like. Maybe it's some instrumentation that you might like out of it. Maybe it's a different particular song that you might like that you think you know, don't, other songs don't match up. Or whatever the case in point may be is what you take out of it. And what I took out of it was a whole new feeling of looking at relationships in general. And yeah, that little misogynistic view is exactly what I needed to balance myself out. Because before I was a straight ass simp, uh, I would just put it out there. I was simping all over the damn place. And then once once I got away from that and actually held my own and stood on my own too, it was like, okay, well, this is not as hard as I thought it was. Like I don't have to bend over backwards to make somebody happy. If they can't be happy with what I do for them, then I don't need them around. And it made yeah. it that much easier to to find somebody that could actually work with me and, and make me better in a situation. So that's it. Yeah, yeah. And when, once you told me that mindset, I guess I misheard you. Once you told me that mindset, like everything clicked. Once you heard the songs, like in that mindset, you're like, oh yeah, this is totally the album for that. Like if you're coming off of a breakup and you're like, I don't give, you know, I'm just here for me. It's time to, you know go around and act a wild fool like this album is totally for that like this will you know it, it'll it'll give you the warnings and dangers but it's like no this is you know do what you're yeah. gonna do just know that these are the <laughs> you know these are the road signs up ahead but do what you're gonna do and you're like yeah this album totally is the that so. this album's the evil superman when it's smallville <laughs> he's just wearing all like blood clothes and okay yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think it also is is yeah, it's definitely uh it's just a good chill album. I like it. Yeah. So fuck you, Tosh. I, I liked it too. <laughs> I, just you, it. I, you, like it. I I liked it. There was there were some songs on there. So but yeah. I said I my piece. Okay. All right. So let me let me go ahead and try to uh wrap this up here. <laughs> yes, thank you. Thank you. I was about before, to do this before we pick up that needle, Damon, do you have homework for us next time? I don't know. It's, if it's not Nick Cave, do you want to listen to it? Um, is it more Evanescence? I mean, it's, honestly, it's a collaboration. It brings up at the end of the day. It might be, yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, or George Harrison. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good pick. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I have an album pick. Uh, this is one of those albums that I had on CD. And the CD was used so much that the case cracked and like, you know, I had to find the, like the, I think it was just like the sleeve on it. And, you know, when we used to listen to CDs, um, but uh, this is a, a band that I used to listen to a lot starting in the nineties, like in high school. And, and then I, I saw them live like probably like five times, but uh, all their albums bought the, bought the albums as they came out, they stopped making albums after a while but um yeah so this is uh very i guess like it's a really good band this is probably in my mind one of their their best albums uh the, the band is bare naked ladies and the album's rock spectacle oh okay uh-huh. all right all right i'm up for no, i was already laughing at you didn't see that coming. okay no oh, I, I, I guess i better quit the show guys this is my last episode uh yeah, no, I, I like Wait, it. this is your last episode? So we had to do homework, but you're not gonna be on the next episode? Exactly. It's gonna be like a it's gonna be like a ghost version of me. Yeah. I'll do a little recording, you know, and I'll time it, you know. So when you guys start the episode it will right. play. So bare naked ladies. Okay. All right. All right.
I'm looking forward to it. I know some of their songs, but I'm not sure which one's on this album. So, but yeah. So if you haven't heard Rock Spectacle, it's a live album, and that's probably part of the fun with it. But okay, this well, is one that uh, I can I've listened to over and over again. Yeah. So I guess uh, we'll be listening to the Bare Naked Ladies. It's been one week since no. we have another episode. <laughs> if I had a million dollars, you know, we'll we'll <laughs> see you in a week. <laughs> we'll see you in one week. Um, I don't know. I haven't listened to Bare Naked Ladies in forever. Right. Yeah, it'd be a nice nice trip back into time. Right. All right. Okay. Well, um, cool. Well, so this has been uh, Choice Tracks. You can find this on our website of choicetracks.com. Ends with a Z. Or you can find this, uh, email us at choicetracks at gmail.com. Got to clear my throat there. Uh, please subscribe and listen to all past and future episodes. Let's go and sign out. I've been Taj. I'm Brandon. I'm not on the show anymore. No, I'm, <laughs> um, I'm Damon. <laughs> I'm still trying to figure out what the fuck fox is. <laughs> <laughs> is that a fox that I see? Oh fuck! <laughs> all right. All right. I'm Dietrich. Uh, we're gonna pick up the needle, but y'all keep spinning those choice tracks. And don't call them guilty pleasures. Like what you like. Yeah. Um, and eat good sushi. <laughs> right. Not bad. <laughs>